Hey y'all, Bless Kenya here. Welcome back to Refined in the Fire, Come Out Like Gold. And this is Jesus Heart is for the Children, Part 3. Um, so this is the last one. This one will not be as long as the previous one, Episode 2. If you have not listened to Part 1 and 2, I advise you to please listen to Part 1 and Part 2 about Jesus Heart is for the Children. This is something that God heavily pressed um, upon my heart to share with everyone about children and how he feels about children and how we are to parent the children and guide the children and things of that nature. And do you know that in Psalm 127, it says children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. So if we have children, let me say, um, you know, see any children or just have a child, it's a gift. So we're not to mistreat that gift. If anyone ever gives you a gift, you're not going to mistreat that gift, hopefully. (laughs) You know, we find value in it. We're just like, well, some of us labored for the gift or, you know, had hard mothers have hard pregnancies, fathers, they really wanted a child or whatever it is. But we're not going to receive a gift from someone and then dash it in the corner or, you know, throw it away or mistreat it and, you know, things of that nature. So children are a gift from the Lord. And so in this episode, I wanted to talk about parenting from guilt. In the last episode, I was saying, um, what does it mean that when someone parents from guilt and parenting from guilt, you can lead to spoiling a child. Oftentimes we don't think our children are spoiled, but there may be, maybe there's a moment or a time that you did spoil a child or someone or you've seen someone spoiling a child I know I have and God had to bring that to my attention not to parent from guilt because then that leads to spoiling a child and to spoil means to harm the character of someone this is the dictionary to spoil means to harm the character of someone especially a child by being too lenient or sparing or indulgent being too indulgent means um, overly generous And guilt means that we're ashamed, sorry, or regretful and uncomfortable. So there's definitely been times that I felt guilty because of something I said or did to my son or something that he didn't receive. Or I've seen others, uh, you know, parent, uh, parent from a place of giving their child too much that they didn't deserve, um, didn't work for, didn't earn. And there's nothing wrong with giving your child things, um, lavishing them with something. But then there comes a point of this is just a gift from mom or dad or, or the caregiver. Or this is I'm giving you a little bit extra because I feel bad. And that's where the guilt comes in. So I'll definitely say for me, I just want to share my quick testimony of what happened in my life. Um, I definitely had spoiled my oldest son. Um, a few times I was parenting from guilt and what that looked like was there were just different things in his life that I know he was void of first of all he grew up well for the first 12 years of his life an only child so I kind of felt not kind of let me not say that I did I felt bad that he was an only child so I would um you know, give, make sure that he didn't feel the brunt of it. So when it came to food and I even asked him, did you feel like you were spoiled? And he said, yes. And he said, yes, from 
his toddlerhood to his adolescence he knew that I spoiled him and he said he didn't even realize I had spoiled him until about two years ago now he's 18 he didn't realize he was spoiled until two years ago when someone told him oh you're spoiled so he he knows that he was spoiled from about um, four years old three or four about three four years old to what when does junior high school end 14 13 something like that so paid him for about a decade um, and even a little bit beyond I had spoiled him or parented from guilt I would say so in his words he said I would give him extra I would give him extra food I would you know give him money if he asked me for anything I would give him during Christmas time because again he was the only child even if I struggled, even if I didn't have money for myself, I would make sure that I was spending hundreds of dollars on him and whatever toy he asked me for, I tried my best to give it to him. Whatever he asked me for, I tried my best to give him and then some. But for me, as a a new parent, I would say, quote unquote, because this is my first child, to me, I wasn't thinking that I was spoiling him because he's a good kid. So I'm like, well, you know, he's a good kid, so he deserves good things. He he doesn't fuss, he doesn't fight, he doesn't argue with me. If I tell him to do something, he doesn't, he doesn't talk back. Uh, he got good grades in school. So to me, I was like, sure, you deserve this. But there were times in my life that maybe I was a bit much, that maybe I yelled and I shouldn't have yelled because I was taking something out of him, out on him. And instead of me humbling myself and saying, I'm sorry, I would parent from guilt. And guilt, remember, guilt means ashamed, sorry, regretful, uncomfortable. So because on the inside of myself or in my heart, I was maybe sorry, regretful, or uncomfortable, or even ashamed at a certain way that I had treated him, a certain thing that I have said to him, or something that he was void of that he didn't have, now I'm like, subconsciously, I need to make this up to him. So I'm like, hey, you wanna go get some ice cream? Knowing that, I, you know, I didn't have the money for ice cream or, hey, I remember one time, <laughs> one time I took him, we have a restaurant in New York City called BBQ's where they were very famous for their humongous wings that I'm sure had uh, things in it to make it bigger. So I uh, took him to BBQ's and I didn't have much money. Um, and uh, But to me, I was like, let me make sure that my son feels good and let me pour into him you know, financially and all these things. And honestly, that wasn't even his love language. Gifts is not even his love language. So I would give him gifts because that's what I saw. I would give him things or extra things because that's what I saw. Um, What I could have done is loved on him more with just engaging with him more. And sometimes as parents, we may shush a kid. And shushing a kid looks like, here, just take this piece of candy and we will be quiet. We're not saying that out of our mouths, but we could be saying that with our actions when we quote unquote shush a child by giving them something or uh, um, if we know that we behaved in a certain way that we shouldn't have, we feel a bit guilty. So we're just like, okay, woo, 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 here, uh, I bought you this toy when I was at the store, love you. (laughs) And of course the child is like, great. And something that my son said to me was he didn't look at it as oh, mom is spoiling me. He looked at it as, oh, wow, mom, you know, gives me extra food or she gives me money or 
she comes home she always comes home with a gift or you know she tries to do what I ask her to do or what I want she does it so he said he never saw it as spoiling he honestly didn't know that he was being spoiled until recently but I knew as an adult within myself that I was I did feel guilty sometimes you know his father and I we co-parent but he's not in the house we're not raising him together in one home so there were times I felt guilty about that like man I'm a single mom you know I'm trying my best let me make sure that you know he has what he needs uh you know I, I don't at the time I didn't have a lot of money so whatever little bit I did have I'll try to back up buy him back then a 25 cent bag of chips 25 cent bag of chips doesn't even exist anymore I think it's like a dollar for just a small bag but you know just whatever I had um if he didn't have the latest name brand clothes so I felt guilty about that and I'll try to my best to get him the best um cheap quality you know clothes that I can give him or if I did have a little extra money he's like oh here I bought you this name brand whatever and he's like oh cool because to me I just always wanted him to be in this euphoric place of I'm so good my life is so good and one thing that I would always say is I never want wanted and still my child to struggle as I have in life I never want them to experience the struggles that I went through you know growing up in poverty I didn't know that I was in poverty until old I got older and I was like wait a minute I didn't realize I grew up poor. <laughs> I just knew that my mother did the best that she could. I knew that my mother at times I may have asked her for something and she said no. You know, I knew that money was short, but I only knew these things because my mother professed it. Because she said that we were broke or poor, she professed it over us. She um you know said, "Oh, I didn't have that" or "No, I can't do this for you." I heard no a lot, but there were times I heard yes. So I didn't really know it was poor or poverty. I didn't know it was guilt or being spoiled in certain aspects. I just thought I just knew what I knew, which was mom, sometimes she could do something for me and sometimes she can't. So we have to be mindful of also what we're professing out of our mouths to our children. You know, don't say, "Oh, I'm broke. I don't have it." No, don't say that because when we speak that, it gives life to the situation. The Bible says um life and death is in the power of the tongue and those who love of it eat the fruit thereof meaning life is in your tongue so you can speak life to something like almost like a fertilizer to a plant or you can speak death to a situation where you're uh you know putting weeds around the thing so you can speak if you don't have it and you honestly don't you know oh my love or whatever you call your child um I don't have it right now but God willing I'll try my best to get it for you and if I can't I want you to learn to be content because in life and I, this is something I had to learn to teach my son. In life you don't always get what you want. My little one, my 6-year-old, I in life you don't always get what you want. And I remember one time we were passing by Wendy's. It's like, "Mom, I want Wendy's." Uh, I said, "First of all, that's not how you ask." He said, "Mom, can I please have Wendy's?" And I said, "No, because I I don't have the cash right now." And it's not that I didn't have money. I just didn't have money for Wendy's and I had food at home. So he's like, "But I want Wendy's." And I had to give him a very quick lesson. Firstly, you don't speak to me that way. <laughs> Secondly, you don't always get what you want in life. And I said, "If mommy could give you the world, I would and and I could, but you also have to learn in life. Sometimes you have to work for things, you have to earn things. Things are a reward. When I have it, I will give it to you. But also, you don't just get what you want because you want it. Like this was a time 
I think my six-year-old was eating Wendy's like probably like once every two weeks or once once every week and a half or so he was eating Wendy's <laughs> not for me like from his dad or whatever but I just had to let him know and even if I did have a few dollars in my pocket because I'm not one to really carry cash on me but even if I did have a few dollars in my pocket I'm not going to spend it on Wendy's at that moment I didn't feel it was necessary because you know like I said we had food at home so that's something that I wasn't going to profess oh I'm broke I don't have it so as caretakers of children or just speaking over children in general don't speak poverty over the child don't speak poorness or lack of or yeah nope mm -mm, nope even if that is the situation one thing that there's a woman named prophetess tiffany montgomery um tiffany with a ph that i love on youtube you can find her on instagram as well and she says don't ever say i'm poor just say i'm a wealthy person in a poor situation and that means to say you are wealthy because god you are alive god loves you you are a wealthy person hopefully you have all your faculties and your members and you're you know you're in good health even if you're not feeling good at this moment i pray that the lord heals you and make you well in jesus name but you're in a poor situation meaning your situation can change we know so many stories of people who went from nothing to something who all of a sudden they had an inheritance or situations can change people can get a job someone can bless you with groceries i remember there was a time in my life when i just i really didn't have and I needed groceries and I went to this event and I got chosen to be a contestant in this game that they had and I think I came up uh I won runner up and I had won a box of a box of groceries literally groceries crackers and peanut butter and tuna and all these groceries that I had need of at that time and I remember when I walked in I said Lord favor my favor me favor my ticket and and my ticket won um and my ticket was favored because of God and I won I think a box of food so I was I was wealthy in a poor situation at the moment but God had blessed me with wealth again the wealth of food with the riches of food at that time which is what I needed my basic necessity and need he had given to me so that's something that we need to be mindful of is how we speak um, to children and not treat them in a guilty manner because there was definitely times in my life that I did a little too much, did things that were beyond me um, because I felt guilty with my son, especially, and I know for certain, I especially parented from guilt when um, I was off, when I yelled, like I said, or when I, you know, just wasn't in the mood or whatever it was, when, when I was at fault. When I couldn't provide or, or do what my son asked me to do, it made me feel bad. Then I would parent from guilt and do too much. And then that leads to spoiling. I would, oh, I'll, I'll do this for you. And even um, quickly when my son came home from, what was it, college the first time he came home? Or before he left? Oh, no. Co- I remember now. <laughs> COVID. Oh, the timing of COVID. So the timing of COVID, I had, um, I worked a lot. I was going to school full-time, getting my medical science degree, and I was, um, working part-time. And, right? Yeah, just trying to remember the timing. And, uh, my son, you know, was home, and 
you know, I had the baby and, and I was barely seeing the baby. I would come home. The baby was asleep already. And it was just a lot. And a lot of times my son had to pick up his brother from, from daycare as a teenager and take him home and watch him for a few hours. He had to change diapers. He had to feed him bottles. And, you know, of course that didn't make me feel great, but it was momentary. And I remember when, when the timing of COVID hit and everything shut down, I felt good because I was like, wow, now I can get to know my children more because my baby that I had just had, I didn't even get a chance to know him because I was always working or busy or going to school and whatever may have you. And during that time, I was like, wow, I, I, I love being a mother and I love serving in general. So I was like, I can be a mother again. I can cook for my children because I wasn't really able to cook that much. I would cook maybe a meal that would try to last about three days and then I would cook again and I would order. I was cooking we were playing, we were cleaning, we were watching movies, you know, I would just take all of our laundry and I would just, I was doing so much that after a while I was like, wait a minute, what is my, at the time, I think he was like 15, 16, my son and I was like, wait a minute, what is he doing? He's just living like a, a, a you know, the good life. He's not, you know, the simple things that he had to do, the simple tasks were take out the garbage on garbage night and wash the dishes. Those were two simple things he had to do. And then on Saturdays, we cleaned the house. Now, we clean a little bit here and there throughout the week. But on Saturdays was, you know, vacuuming and moving the couch and wiping down the refrigerator and, you know, rearranging cabinets and things of that nature. But then I was realizing he's not doing anything. And my little comments of, hey, do this, do this, do that. And I was like, wait, why am I doing everything? Why? Because I allowed it. I allowed him to chill, to relax, and I was spoiling him. Now, I don't say I was spoiling him from a place of guilt. Maybe I was. Maybe. I I did feel, oh, I, I wasn't being the mom that I should have been, so now let me do all the things that I could do. And at first it was cool and it was nice. You know, I was baking things. I'm not even, I don't even like baking that much. I mean, I do, but I don't. <laughs> when I was in culinary school, I was a straight A student except baking. Baking, I gotta see. But, uh, I would bake things, and and, uh, and I remember I made these um, s'more brownies. Man, those were good. Those were so good and decadent, and we made them, and he loved it. And I love seeing my children's face light up when I make something for them and or, or when I uh, produce something that they love and that they like. It makes me happy as a parent, as a mom. It makes me feel good. So during the time of COVID, I definitely did too much, and I realized, oops, spoiling him he wasn't doing his own laundry he wasn't cooking any meals because I taught him how to make you know basic food um he wasn't doing the things that I had been training him to do because I know that he was going off to college so I had to have a talk with him like okay mom was doing a bit much I was spoiling you yes but now I'm going to be pulling back you're going to be cooking dinner once a week you're going to be doing your chores you're going to be doing your own laundry You're going to be doing things again because I realized I've been doing too much and you've been taking advantage of it and that's my bad. That's that's on me. I can't dare blame my son. Why? Because I'm the one that allowed it. I'm the one that that when someone takes advantage of you or someone says, hey, they took advantage of me, you allowed it. Where are your boundaries? Where was my boundaries? I didn't have any. It was just we had nothing but free time. So, I mean, I was I was mom, quote unquote. And there's nothing wrong with being mom or being parent or caretaker. 
But one word of advice to any parent listening or someone that has nieces or nephews, let the child be independent, cultivate independence. That's something I had learned. And with my youngest son, he's super independent on his own anyway, but I cultivate independence in my children. I, at a certain age, uh, my, my youngest son, at three years old, he was carrying groceries in the house. He would have the, the bag of bread or, or whatever was light. And I look at you. Wow, you're so strong. Thank you for helping mom. When I would go to the laundromat and it was time to put the clothes in the, the, the washer, I would give him his bag of clothes and teach him how to put the clothes in the washer. When I was cleaning, I would give him his own little rag. And yes, they're not going to do the best job, but it gives them a sense of confidence. It cultivates independence and it lets them know I have a voice in this world and I'm strong and I can do something. I don't have to be idle and let mommy do everything. And also they learn to be of help to themselves, to their home, to a community, to society. They learn to be of help where they can say, hey, I'm capable of doing this. Let me do this. Let me be of help. And that way you break entitlement because sometimes children do have a sense of entitlement. And that's one thing that you never want to cultivate in a child is um, entitlement meaning Making a child feel like I'm supposed to get this because, you know, that's what mom said. Or, you know, whenever mom yells at me, I notice that I get this from her. Or, you know, whenever mom mistreats me or dad mistreats me, I get this. Do you know that Ephesians 6, 4, it says, And you fathers or parents, do not provoke, which means like poke or push, your children to anger by the way that you treat them. Rather, bring them up in the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. So there are times that we can poke and push and provoke our children to be upset because of how we're treating them. And even if that does happen, because it does, don't parent from guilt. Say you're sorry. Say, talk to them. I shouldn't have done that. Mommy or dad spoken this way. And just leave it right there. But if you're just like, uh, you want some ice cream or take a lollipop or you want to go out tomorrow... That means that you're parenting from guilt. And then that means that's that's something that we have to resolve within ourselves. Why do I feel sorry? Why do I feel guilty that this happened? How come I just can't say sorry and just leave it there? It also says in Colossians 3.21, Fathers, do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. And discouraged means to call someone to lose confidence or enthusiasm. We never want our children to lose confidence or enthusiasm in who they are and who God had made them to be. So we don't want to discourage our children by aggravating them or provoking them or pushing them. Sometimes you just have to bite your tongue and leave it alone. Sometimes you're just going to have to be like, okay, or go back and talk to them about it later. Sit down with them and talk to them about it later. So 
those are just pretty much some points that um, I want to share. I had learned uh, when I was parenting from guilt, I had realized, oops, I am. And now instead of parenting from a place of guiltiness, and there are maybe moments and times when we may venture that way, just whatever you're feeling guilty about, check in with yourself and say, why am I feeling guilty? What am I feeling that I need to change or should do differently? What is it about this situation that now makes me want to hush my child or or pacify, that's a better word, pacify my child and say, uh, here, take this, you know, or do you want to do this to make them soothe them? But one thing I want to share is even if we do pacify our children, did that change the issue? No, let's say the baby did number two. And the baby's crying, 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 crying. If you give the child a pacifier, they may suck on that pacifier. But did that solve the issue? Did that resolve the underlying issue? No. So even if we do parent from a place of guilt sometimes or give the child a little bit more than we should give, did that actually resolve the issue? No. Sometimes the child doesn't need a gift or a movie or whatever it may be. Sometimes a child just needs sorry from you. Sometimes a child just needs, hey, mom. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Sometimes a child just needs, um, you know, hey, child, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Or mom. And honestly, it takes humility. And sometimes we have to break out of the mindset of we can't apologize to children. Who said that? Who said we can't apologize to children? Humility works both ways. Honor, respect. It works both ways. You want honor. You want respect. You want a sorry give it as well. Even if it's to a baby. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry that mommy, you know, accidentally pinched you or, you know, I'm sorry, baby, that daddy, you know, made you cry and I did this too hard. Sometimes a child just needs a sorry and some loving and let that be their retribution. Let that be their, their, what they need in the moment is some discipline, some love or some humility and some love goes hand in hand rather than Oh, I, I bought you a, a bag, your favorite bag of chips. And again, there's nothing wrong with giving a child gifts. I'm a big advocate for, you know, giving gifts. Um, if that's their thing, if that's your thing, there's nothing wrong with going to the store and seeing something that your child likes and say, you know what? I think I'm going to buy this for my child because, you know, I think they would like it. There's nothing wrong with that at all. We just have to be mindful of going too far um, about what we give. So just to do a quick recap Um, parenting from guilt can lead to a spoiled child Um, no matter what area we do moms sometimes we smother and dads sometimes dads monetize instead of the dad being there for the child and being um, emotionally present physically present and mentally present a dad will monetize the child oh honey you know sorry I couldn't be there for this or sorry I couldn't be there for that you know let me take you out to dinner and the dinner is cool or the, or the item is cool, but the money does not, is not correspond to the issue. Like, okay, the dad, like you still miss this and taking me out soothes me. It pacifies me. It, it, it helps, but it doesn't resolve the issue. Um, you know, we all heard of, unfortunately, tragedies that happen. Someone may have passed away or died and they're like, oh, they won X amount of million dollars in the lawsuit which is okay, it is good, and it helps, but that doesn't solve the underlying issue of that person is still gone or or this tragedy has happened 
and giving me money, monetizing the, the issue is not, is retribution, but it didn't solve or resolve or mend the broken or breached issue. So we have to be careful of not to monetize our children where we're thinking, oh, let me mend you like this, or mothers where dads may do that, or even mothers, or a, a, a mom may smother the child in, in doing everything for the child because they're trying to, you know, mend something. You know, Psalm 127, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. So let us treat it as such. Spoiling can harm the character of a child by being too lenient. When we're guilty, we feel ashamed. And fathers, mothers, parents, do not aggravate or provoke your child to anger. We have to be mindful of how we treat them as to not discourage them. So my lovelies, this was part three and the finalization of Jesus heart is for the children, unless the Lord puts in my heart again to do another one, because I only speak and do as Jesus Christ leads me to do. This is something that he put on my heart because it was on his heart. And um, uh, I just want to say a quick prayer for those of us listening. So Father God, I thank you for the listener right now. I thank you, God, if they had listened to part one, two or three or any section of this. And I just pray, God, that you just show us as parents and caregivers and caretakers, aunts and uncles and cousins and whatever, grandparents even, how to treat children. And what is it in our childhood, Lord, that was off? What is it in us that is broken? What is it in us that is breached? What is it in us that we're trying to give retribution to our children because we lack something? Father, I pray that you highlight it to us. And I also pray that you help heal our hearts so that we can heal our children and grow our children up to be strong men and women that there's meant to be men and women of God that they're meant to be and that they can go out and do great things in the earth. I pray, God, that you mend any broken relationship between a parent and their child right now. I pray, God, that if uh, a parent is missing their child for whatever reason or a child is missing their parent, I just pray that you send healing, comforting, and strength and show whatever it is that the parent may need to do at this moment to bring a better relationship to themselves and to the child and that things can grow and be better and more peaceful in their house or if the child is out the house out the house no matter what age the child is i pray that you bring healing to the relationship lord in a form of humility and love and however you want to do it in jesus name amen so my lovelies beloves i love you so much blessings to you until next time